0: Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat show. This is talk radio to thrive by and I had a little adjustment going on there with my headset. Mr. Benny You got it taken care of though. I now got the wire caught and caught in the thingy. The wire. Yeah, your uh, cans there.
1: You got a right. little uh, menahuni up there. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And certainly do not want to mess up the cans because these are expensive cans, aren't they? They're not bad. They're not. They're pretty good though, right?
1: Standard in our industry.
0: I would have to bring my own can in then. My own set of cans. Yes. Two cans. Well, you've already
1: got. You'd be. This is a
0: can, and this one here. Yeah. This and this. I have a left. But you're not two
1: can Sam. I'm okay. You're right. Am I? No. I am. You'd be four can Sam. I'm
0: four can. Okay. Because you got these two two... cans, Betty. These two cans.
1: And those two cans.
0: (laughs) Valerie's like. Oh, if the camera could see what he just uh, that's did. That's I'm on the other side. I know, he <laughs> is. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I think I'm turning like a little red. I think I might be like a little... It was just got me a, a little red right there, Mr. Aww. Benny. <laughs>
1: I got to make you blush sometime.
0: Yeah, I know. There have been a couple times you've done that. Made me blush. Of course.
1: It wouldn't <laughs> be a show without it. <laughs>
0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. we got a great lineup for you today. We are thrilled to have you here. You know, I was listening to the uh, news. Little headline thing we did right there. Uh, the little, uh-huh. What, what is, the is that? CNN? Whatever. Is sure. it CNN? Mm-hmm. What, or am I, is it no, Cairo? It. CNN. Okay. So I was listening to that, and... Um, and I was listening to okay, the government. Uh, I guess our the government, our government is going to be asking BP for money,
1: Great. right? Sure.
0: Do you think there'll be a contest about that?
1: I don't know. They did it with the whole car situation, right? So I don't know. I doubt it.
0: I don't know. They better pay up.
1: <laughs> oh, BP? Yeah. Oh, they're they're going to be fine.
0: They're going to be fine. I think they they're taking. Do you know why they're going to pay up? They have billions of
1: dollars anyway.
0: Like $180 billion a year. What I'm
1: saying is I don't think they want to go down. That's
0: after like expenses.
1: Right. I just don't think they want to go down like the whole Exxon Valdez thing back in the day, which was 20 years ago, mind you.
0: But I will tell you. I will tell you, as a result of that Exxon, and you know what? It's really interesting. I, I talked to a couple of friends of mine that are that are um in the business, so to speak. <laughs>
1: you mean they buy gas too? In the business. Oh.
0: And uh what they said is that the the Alaska business, the the um what happened in Alaska the pipeline tightened everything up. Sure. The Valdez tightened everything up. And that they're not so tight there in the Gulf, you know? all of our, you know, rules and regulations. And uh, so this is going to have uh, just a profound impact, I believe, once we get the place cleaned up. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, this I think is they should radio- just,
1: I think should be, you know, held responsible no matter what, right?
0: Oh, I mean, how do you, how, what do you, how do you hold somebody responsible for something like that? I think I mean, it's for what, anybody's what do do? actions. Anybody's yeah, actions. Well, I though. agree with you. But okay. I mean, I mean, what what does that mean? I mean, financially definitely until all else is done. Yeah. Uh and everything else is said. Um but it sounds like they're willing to uh do what needs to be done. I think so too. I just wish they would just hurry up and do it. Hello. Yeah. Stop it!
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent on that one.
0: But that's what happens when nature takes on a, a force of its own. You right. know, I don't know. I don't know what has gotten us to be so arrogant to think that there, are, you know there there are things that we can do that nature is just not going to slam us yeah. for. We got to take care of her. Yeah,
1: and that's that's our priority at the moment. So they should be able to dole out and shell out all the money for. Her yeah, to take care of it. You I know? learned
0: early on about nature. <clears throat> do you know how I learned? How? Yeah, I learned a lesson. The 60s? I le- <laughs> Yeah, totally in the 60s. Are you kidding? The green trees. The We're green happy trees. to you. No, I know. But oh. I'll tell you, you know the lesson I learned in the 60s? Huh. I was my, it was one of my first or second times uh, to the Atlantic Ocean and the beach. Yeah, um, the Jersey Beach, uh-huh. because I had grown up in New York. So, I mean, what did we know about a beach? Right. I knew about the cement basketball deals and, you know, like handball courts and stuff right. like that and the monkey bars and all that. But what I know about a beach, nothing. And so if you go out into the Atlantic or any ocean and you turn your back on the on the waves, you're like in for trouble. Yeah. You turn your back on Mother Nature, and you get slammed. That's the metaphor for this for today. Wow, Turn Pat. your back on Mother Nature, and you are gurgling with the <laughs> seashells. You know what I'm saying? Mouth full of salt water. I have to tell you, I got slammed. I got completely slammed yeah. down. I don't know where the wave came from. Remember, this is Jersey, the Jersey Shore. No one told
1: you? They just said, dog oh, go out and play in the water.
0: Yeah, okay. that's basically it. Right, Go right. out and play in learn, the water. Learn,
1: you know, fly away from the nest.
0: I mean, clearly, the, I grew up being scared to death of water because sure. you know when I was like six, my sister threw me into the deep end of a pool, <gasps> thinking, oh, she's just gonna float. Not yeah, cool. right. Not cool. Uh, no, totally. But the ocean is a whole nother deal, right? Yeah, you don't. So mess with her. if you turn your back on Mother Nature.
1: She's gonna. She's smack gonna you right slam back. you, baby. She's gonna smack you right back.
0: All right. So that's 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 my little talk t- t- today right. about Mother Nature. Let's pull a card, Mister Benny, because oh, up, we you- need to set the uh, the new tone for BP. All should right. we pull a card for BP? Let's do it. I think we should pull a card for BP. All right. This is strictly for them. You think it's gonna be for them? Yes. Right.
1: Okay. I'm just waiting for this one now. Okay, wait. That's just gonna sh- just shuffling shut again. Head. I gotta sh, sh- I <laughs> You got to what?
0: I'm going to shuffle the cards. You got to separate the oil and the water. Yeah,
1: there you go. Okay, this it's gonna is going to take
0: some a, time. It's our BP card. Ready? Okay. Do you want to read it? All
1: right. I I'll give read it to it. you to read. Okay. I didn't
0: look at it. What is it?
1: Prosperity Law Number Fifty Nine. <laughs> I move ahead in accelerated pace.
0: <laughs> 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 See you got There yeah. you go. BP. We need to send them the clip of the yeah. show. <laughs> Let's tell them what they need to do. All right.
1: And if BP is, quote unquote, if you are afraid, BP, of change that will take a long time, (laughs) remember that the power of a positive thought is 10 times greater than the power of a negative thought. You listen out there, BP. Wow. (laughs) This will help you uh, to overcome a lifetime of negative thinking or, in this case, actions. And karma. And there you go.
0: Dude. That's our BP card card. for today. That's perfect. Nice card. Can Mm -hmm. you imagine? Wow, we've (laughs) got a couple of great shows for you today. I love this upcoming guest, Brad Meltzer, is joining us here today. Best-selling New New York Times bestselling author joining us. Heroes for my son that's the book i have right here and we're going to be talking and it's not just about heroes for my son because one of the things that i love is that uh all of us get to decide and we do this all the time who are the heroes in our lives and 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 who are the people that we consider consider the villains it's really an interesting kind of conversation and ever since i got this book and i read this book you know it was really cool for me to think about this you know what is it, or who is it that we most hold up high? Why do we do it, and what's the benefit in doing it? And so he's joining us here today, and we've got a ton of heroes we're going to talk about. Uh, two of you will receive a copy of this incredible book. This is a really, really cool book. I hope he sent three copies because I want to keep this one for me. And 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 yeah, and we're going to talk about how and why heroes right now are in the forefront. You know, can you be a villain and then become a, a hero? Uh, well, guess what? We're going to be joined by Brad Meltzer. He is, as I said before, New York Times bestselling author of The Book of Fate, as well as bestsellers The Tenth Justice, Dead Even, The First Council, The Millionaires, and The Zero Game. He's joining us here today, co-creators of the TV show, Jack and Bobby. He is number one bestselling author, critically acclaimed comic books. He is like my main man. He is living the life that I thought I would live... <laughs> When I was little, uh, raised in, you know what, right across from me, Brooklyn, right oh, across from the Bronx. Is this a battle now? I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. But he also Miami. Graduate oh, okay. of the University of Michigan and Columbia Law School. I went to Columbia. He went to the law part. And then joining us here today because he's got a really cool, powerful, and fun message. Brad, welcome to the show. So I feel like
2: i got to invite you over for uh, for dinner. I feel like we're family already. Yeah, right, we
0: are family. I we're mean, there. how many
2: things can we, more can we possibly have in common? It's ridiculous. It's really <laughs> kind
0: of interesting. Did you hear, I, I didn't know if you were back on in time to hear that we, pulled, we pull affirmation cards every day.
2: Oh, I, I heard you from the start of the show. I've been listening.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So did you hear the card we pulled for BP?
2: Of course I did. Come on. I mean, that's, they're in the book Villains for My
0: Son. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I I love your book. I love that you took this on. And, and I want to talk about this. You know, when we talk about Heroes for My Son, let's start at the beginning, because I love how this is a conversation about heroes. And I've got to ask you, you know, what is it that you have had to move beyond in your life? Some of the challenges, perhaps some villains. What did you you have to kind of move beyond to be able to be in the place that you, Brad Meltzer, are right now—best-selling author, you know, lawyer, all of that. What is it that you saw in your life's journey and had to move beyond?
2: Um, you know, I-, I can tell you that I got 24 rejection letters on my first book, and. To be clear, there were only twenty publishers at the time, and I got twenty-four rejection letters. Wow! Um, and 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 that's you know and that's fine, and that you know it makes a nice little story and tells you you know certainly professionally what I had to move beyond. But I think for most of us, our greatest battles are always to involve our parents. Mm. And um, I remember when I was in Brooklyn, New York, and I was fourteen years old. My dad lost his job, and there's nothing like watching your dad be humiliated and lose his job like that. And I. Remember, what, what happened was on the day that I was born, my dad went and bought a bottle of champagne. And he said, I'm going to open this bottle of champagne when my son Brad uh, actually gets married. I'm going to open it on his wedding day. And my dad lost his job. He, he decided to move to Florida, and he called it. He was 40 years old. He decided it was going to be the do-over of life. He was mm-hmm. going to start his whole life over. We, I, we had no—my grandmother down there, he had no job. We had no place to live. No money. He had $1,200 to his name, and he packed up the car. And what you put in the moving truck when you move is your stuff. But what you keep in the car with you before you make that ride, uh, the stuff that you don't want the movers to touch, that's your life. And I remember when we moved to Florida with, with nothing, that in the back of the car behind the two headrests, It was my sister and myself, my mom and my dad. There were two bottles of champagne, one for me and one for my sister. And I remember that entire ride to Florida, watching that champagne roll in the sun, back and forth. You know, my parents knew nothing about taking care of champagne, but they were determined to take care of their lives, and we were their lives. And for everything that was going wrong and all the hardship that was going on as they tried to kind of refine the center of their life, um, I'll never forget that they kept us at the center of theirs. And You know, thank God Florida was very good to my family. My dad, you know, sold insurance and did stuff like that.
3: But Mm
2: -hmm. um, I know in my heart, although I didn't think of it at the time, that when my son was born, I didn't buy a bottle of champagne. But I, I knew that, you know, in some way what happened to me was exact and I had to overcome was exactly what I wanted for my son and to give him something just as special.
0: I think that is, for me... That is so very, very, very touching. And yet sometimes, Brad, don't you think we forget those beautiful moments in life? You know, some of them that may have come out of struggle. When we come back, we'll be talking about heroes for, my so- heroes for My Son. Bestselling author Brad Meltzer joining us here today. We got a lot of really cool things going on. He's got some heroes listed. I wonder if one of mine are listed. But I have to tell you, Benny Mathers, he's one of my heroes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What you say
4: for my soul tonight. Did you know the leading cause of abnormal inflammation in the body is the American diet? Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie Bur
0: here to share some information about inflammation. We often link inflammation with an injury, a sprained ankle or pulled muscle, but inflammation is so much more than that. Experts believe that inflammation equals aging. Inflammation is the reason we get wrinkles, why we forget things, why we become irritable or even cranky. Inflammation is what causes arthritic pain, stiffness when you're moving the muscles, wheezing of asthma, and the discomfort of allergies. For more information on how chiropractic adjustments can reduce the inflammatory process in your body, visit us at VitalityChiropractic.com or call 206 824 5521 And be sure to listen to me, Dr. Bonnie Verhunts, on The Dr. Pat Show, the second Tuesday at 10 o'clock of every month.
5: Did you know that the visible spectrum has beneficial frequencies for the human body that provide a valuable tool for healing? Based on the knowledge that each color relates to a particular frequency or vibration, also regarded as energy, you can promote healing effects when wavelengths, colors, are used appropriately. Clothes are like filters for the color waves over our bodies, and choosing what we wear determines quantity and quality of color, light energy, which is absorbed into our physical body. For example, people with high blood pressure should avoid red color. Instead, wearing blue or green color will promote calming and soothing. And opposite, people with low blood pressure should wear red as a known stimulant color, but also should be aware that it raises the pulse rate. To avoid raising the pulse, the red color can be substituted with orange. This tip has been brought to you by Galia Filipova. Specializing in energy, color, art, healing at Access Wellness Center. Real healing naturally. Call today, 425-251-6625 to book your personalized color tests and see which color does your body need at this moment. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life.
3: Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low-cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com.
6: I can be your hero, baby. I
5: can kiss away the pain.
6: I will stand by you forever.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. We're talking about heroes today. This is one of my favorite topics. And, you know, I go back uh, to to an early time in my life, and I'm so glad I get to share this with this best-selling author who has written the book Heroes for My Son, Brad Meltzer. He's joining us here today. Uh, we are actually going to be giving away two copies of the book, and I'll let you know how to do that in a minute. Uh, Brad It's so cool having you on the show. Wow. Let's talk about heroes. I mean, what was it about this time or a time in your life that's, you know, just called to you to say, hey, we have to talk about heroes now. What was it? Did you, like, wake up and get sort of have an epiphany or what?
2: Yeah. Eight years ago uh, was the night my son was born. And on that night that my first child was born, I came home from the hospital and said, I'm going to write a book that lasts his whole life. That's what I can do as an author. That's what I know how to do. I can tell a story. And so I came home from the hospital and started writing rules to live by. I wrote, you know, be nice to the fat kid in class. And I thought I was doing a great job, but I was a father who knew nothing about fatherhood. And then someone told me this story about the Wright brothers, that every time the Wright brothers would go out to fly their plane, They would bring enough materials for multiple crashes, which means every time they went out, they knew they were going to fail, and they would crash and rebuild and crash and rebuild, and that's why they took off. And I said, I love that story. I want my son to hear that story. I want my daughter to hear that story, and I want them to know that if they have a dream and they work hard and they have a good side order of stubbornness, they can do anything in this world. And I said, that's what I'm going to give them, not a book of rules, but I'm going to collect heroes. I'm going to collect proof. And I'm going to find stories of Jim Henson and Rosa Parks and Mr. Rogers and give them proof that anything is possible in this world. And that's where Heroes for My Son as a book really was born.
0: You know, this is really an interesting time. And, I, you know, I was talking about BP uh, earlier. And, and there is an opportunity for even, even a company like BP to become heroic, I'm not quite sure how that is, Brad, but I really do believe that. People say that I see the good in everything, and I probably do. But let's talk about some of the heroes that you've mentioned in the book. But before we do, I wanted to ask you, uh, who have become your personal heroes?
2: Yeah, you know, my heroes are the ones that are in this book now. Um, and if you said to me, who's my who's my favorite hero? You know, listen, what I tried to find was moments... Uh, about these heroes that you don't know. These are the most famous people in the world, but we all know the story. So Thomas Jefferson is in Heroes for My Son, but not because he wrote the Declaration of Independence. He's in it because he never took credit for writing it while he was alive. The man wrote the greatest document, arguably, of Western civilization and never said, hey, everyone, you know that declaration? That was me. I wrote it. And no politician today would have that kind of restraint. They would have tattoos across their forehead that said, I wrote it, guys. But I wanted my son to learn that kind of humility. So I went through and found people like, you know, from Jackie Robinson to Martin Luther King Jr. And there were obvious ones, but I always tried to find from Lucille Ball stories that you've never heard about them.
0: One of the things that I love is looking and listening and finding out stories that we've never heard about. And I I have to ask you, what was it or it it sounds like just about every story you've got in here really shocked you. But were there any in here that you just thought, no, this can't really be true? Why why Uh, don't people know about that? I know Thomas Jefferson is just huge. Right.
2: That's a huge one, which I never knew until I started the research. Yeah, exactly. What I wanted this book to be about is not just famous people, but about what we're all capable of on our very best days. So 90% of the people, as I said, you know. You know Albert Einstein. You know Gandhi. You know Rosa Parks. But there are 10% in Heroes for My Son that you don't know. And I think one of my favorites to answer your question is a guy named Frank Shankwitz. Frank Shankwitz is a police officer who found out about a boy with leukemia who also wanted to be a police officer. So Shankwitz had a little police uniform made for the boy, and a little motorcycle riding test made for the boy. And he had a... Uh, he, he basically, the boy went into a coma. And the, Frank Shankwitz went to the boy's hospital room to pin little motorcycle wings on the boy. And as he pinned the wings on the boy, you can't make this story up, the boy wakes up out of his coma and smiles. And then he goes back into the coma, eventually dies. But Frank Shankwitz, on the way back from the boy's funeral looks at his buddy and says, you know, we made that kid really happy for just one day. We should do that for other kids. And that's how the Make-A-Wish Foundation was born. And I thought, how did I never know that story? Something we all know the Make-A-Wish Foundation helps always, because how did I never know it was started by one guy telling someone else an idea and letting them share it with the world. And I said, that's what I want my kids to hear. That's what I want my dad to hear for Father's Day. I want him to hear a book and say, here's a book of heroes, thank you for being my hero, here you go. And I want this book to inspire people, that's the whole goal of it.
0: Well, I think that, you know, some of these folks that, that some of us have been around long enough, uh, Brad, that, you know, we have forgotten how some of these people ha- truly did uh, inspire us. And it's so important right now, isn't it, to remind ourselves that there are these kinds of heroic acts and they're done by heroic people uh, in the world right now. How do you define hero for yourself? Of course, we had a television series, I don't think it's on anymore, or maybe it's going to be on. Yeah, they got canceled. They got canceled. How did that happen, by the way? Well, anyway, but um, you know, but there was a whole television show called Heroes, right?
2: Yeah, and you know what? Um, here's the thing: is that I think a hero is more than anything else. I've been thinking about. I've been writing this book for eight years for my son. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight years I've been collecting here. You know, like thinking about this book. And a hero is one thing. It is someone who helps someone. That's what you have to be. You have to have that element. So some people help you directly. Mother Teresa's in the book because she pulled people out of the streets saved their lives. But some people help us indirectly. They inspire us, like Amelia Earhart. But we don't know that years later, as she flies her plane, she has no idea that people are going to love her because she tried what has never been done before. But that inspiration feeds the entire world. Um, But I'll tell you, if you said to me, who's my favorite hero in the book? It's my mother. Right. My mom died two years ago from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She's the real reason that I think I finished this book. And a few years back, my publisher was shutting down. And I didn't know if anyone was going to take over my, my contract. And I thought it was the end of my career. And I called my mom, who could hear how anxious and nervous I was. And she said to me, I'd love you if you were a garbage man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything she practiced. She just blurted stuff out. She used to say to me, I saw my own arm off for you. And I'm like, Mom, we're eating dinner. Like, don't say stuff like that, you know? But (laughs) to this day, every day I sit down to write, I say those words to myself. I'd love you if you were a garbage man just soaking in her love. But the best page in the book for you is going to be the last two pages. They're blank. And they say your hero's photo here and your hero's story here. And I promise you, you take a picture of your husband or your father, your grandfather, your mom, your grandmother, a teacher in your life who said yes to you, and you take their picture and put it in this book, and you write one sentence about what they did for you in your life. And I promise you, that will be the most beautiful page in Heroes for My Son.
0: I really believe that this is such an important message for all of us to remember. I have to ask you, Brad, do you think... And, and, and this was a question that somebody asked me about two weeks ago. Do you think we have forgotten um, how to find the heroes in our lives? And the reason I say that is because someone had said to me that we're so focused on the gloom and doom, you know, and and actually they were commenting about, uh, you know, perhaps we need a B-12 shot of optimism And yet at the same time, there are so many serious things going on in the country. And so it's kind of confusing. And I wanted to ask you about that. Are we now starting to see some of these unsung heroes, you know, maybe not the president, but maybe, you know, Tommy that's come out of uh, Washington, D.C., that started a green program or something? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's exactly Heroes for My Son was launched a few weeks back with an advertising budget of zero. Zero dollars. When I do my novels, you know, they take TV ads and Subway ads, and they do a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. This book, they were like, oh, Brad wrote a book for his son, and that's a nice little thing, and let's see where it goes. It's just filled with nice stories about amazing people. The book launched and debuted at number two on the New York Times bestseller list, and I know it's not because of me. It's because people right now need these heroes. We need these heroes as a country, and I think, you know, what they're reacting to is not anything I've done but they want that for their kids and their adult kids. There was a, a recent national columnist, the Ask Amy column, said that this book was the graduation best graduation gift for uh, people graduating college and high school. But I have people giving it to kids in middle school. So there, I get mine to my eight-year-old, and I have a preacher who just told me that he's having his entire congregation uh, take the book, and they want to they should read it every night at the dinner table and read a hero every night with their family. And to me, I don't think. It's, it's about the book. I think it's about what we're starving for as a country, and I think you're right. Those stories, you know, some of the stories that are in the book are stories that you've never heard of. There's a guy named Dan West in there. Yes. And, he's, and Dan West basically was a relief worker. Nobody's heard of Dan West, and he was, he was helping people, uh, giving them food after the Spanish Civil War, and he had an idea, and he said, you know what? Instead of giving them a cup, give them a cow, not a cup. And he gave out cows. He started with 17 cows. And he gave out 17 cows to families. And he said one rule. He said, when your cow gives birth, you have to share the baby cow with a new family. The gift has to go forward. And so he started with these cows. And he starts with 17 little cows, one man, one idea. And 17 cows. And today, Heifer International has fed over 8 million people in 125 countries.
0: I love it. And we have the we have the capacity right now to do things like that. Brad, Brad Meltzer joining us here today. We've got two copies of the book to give to you all. And the best way to do it is just call our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819, one 1-800- 800 When we come back, maybe Valerie, Benny, and I will weigh in on who our heroes might be. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho. And if you have a hero and would like to share that with us, yes, give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. If you're calling in for the book and you want to leave that name with Valerie, you can do that as well. But we've got lots coming at you. We'll be right back.
4: thick and creamy greek guts yogurt is simply yogurt delicious. greek guts yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria good for overall health and it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in greece for centuries Try the Greek God's
5: popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek.
6: Experience the myth. Have you ever wanted more for yourself or your family? Are you prepared to take your life to the next level? Have you ever had that feeling or heard that little voice telling you that you can be so much more? Let Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson help you to embrace your own power. Visit Linda at InMyFuture.com or call 800 206 9096 for your private session and start living your life to the max. Be sure to listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show and call in to connect with your guides.
4: For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen authentic ingredients in every recipe. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose and you can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference Wellness Pet Food can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. That's wellnesspetfood.com. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins.
6: That was a perfect time to learn tai chi and qigong these ancient chinese healing arts also called mind body practice are simple to learn clinically proven to be effective and can be practiced by anyone anywhere at any time for 10 years the institute of integral qigong and tai chi has been a respected leader in mind body practice training visit iiqtc.org empower yourself empower others visit iiqtc.org for more information on my body practice iiqtc.org unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with
1: visionary clairvoyant terry o'connor every monday at 10 a.m on the dr pat show using her extraordinary connection with spirit Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's the Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on the Dr. Pat Show.
3: And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on and you cast your fears aside. When you feel like hope is gone Look inside you and be And you'll finally see the truth That hear hero
0: lies in you mm, Yes, she does. That's Mariah. Is that right, Benny? Correct, Amanda. Ms. Mariah yep. now having the baby bump, Mariah. Wow. That's what I heard.
1: It's, I wonder if the baby's going to be as big as Nick's rocks she you know she got from him so you know
0: you what know that, what like i love about that like story that? yeah huge I, you know what i love about that story they're probably the most unlikely two people to ever get together <laughs> i
1: think i agree with you on that yeah, one
0: exactly and you know what's so cool about it pull that? they're like doing their thing <laughs> i know right they're like doing their they don't care they're like That's i don't true. care they don't. they don't no thank goodness thank <laughs> goodness they don't care um <laughs> Wow, you can't stop love when that seems to be happening. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. My This this is incredible because Brad Meltzer, my guest today. Uh, and by the way, the books are gone. I just want let Benny wanted me to let everybody know. But we'd still like to know your hero. Uh, so if you'd like to give us a shout and tell us who your heroes are, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-930-2819. And you talk about the journey of love. I mean, imagine, right? this book or a book like this for your son and what a ripple effect something like this has I want to make sure all of you know how to find out more about Brad about the book Um, and so it's such an honor to have him here you know Brad thank you so much for joining us here today can we take a minute and just let folks know how they can purchase the book and how they can find out more about you the book and other things
2: Sure. Uh, Heroes for My Son is available in every bookstore you can find, um, and from Barnes & Noble to Borders to Target to Walmart um, to Amazon or anywhere else, and uh, just thankful for all the people who have decided to buy it as Father's Day gifts and say to their dads, you know, you're my hero or their grandfathers, and I I just really appreciate that, so thank you to everyone who's, who's done that with the book.
0: We love it. So, you know, I I mean, you know, Mariah Carey was singing about heroes and the journey, and she's talking about the journey. And every one of these stories that you've put in here, there is a journey. There is a, you know, there's there's a a road that each of these people have taken, some of them very unexpectedly. You know what I'm saying? You know, we think sometimes that you step into the world of fame, and there you are, or you step into the world of heroic acts, and there you are. But you've been able to capture some of the most unknown It just amazing stories or background information on these folks. So can we talk a little bit about these uh, stories and a couple of folks in particular? uh, You and I are on the same page about uh, Lucille Ball. I'd love to hear that. But I shared with you during the breaks uh, during the break that as a kid, I grew up and literally comic books saved my life in so many ways. I grew up in a tough area in the Bronx. Um, I had comic books that I would get and I would make these Superman and all these friends, all these people, my heroes. I would actually draw these characters from the books. And so it was really interesting to see that you've also included that element of heroes.
2: Yeah, you know, um, I think we, when someone says, tell me a good book you read, we all want to sound important and say uh, <laughs> that we read Moby Dick. You know, we all want to sound like we know what we're talking about. Right. But we forget that the first morality tales that we ever read in life are comic books. And that's a vital thing we should never forget. And I can tell you right now, um, I have in Heroes for My Son, two guys named Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And they were two 17-year-old kids. They were poor. They weren't good-looking. They weren't popular. But Back in World War 2 pre-World War Two, these two 17-year-old kids from Cleveland gave the world Superman. Mm. And they're in the book, not because they just gave us Superman. What they're in the book for is when well, my son goes into his class and he sees that nerdy kid that nobody likes and nobody talks to, that kid is just as spectacular as anybody else. And I want him to know that it's not just about Superman, it's about Clark Kent. Why? Because we're all Clark Kent. We all know what it's like to be weak and nerdy and wish we could do something beyond ourselves. And rip open our shirt and help somebody, and that's a beautiful story. Um, that's that's a hero for my son. Mm. You know, but, th- and, but the, I should answer your question about yeah. um, about about uh, Lucille Ball. Yes, and Lucille Ball. Um, you know, I grew up watching the I Love Lucy show with my grandparents in Brooklyn, and I remember loving the show. Now, I always tell my son, just because you're famous doesn't mean anything. It just means you're popular. Just because you're an athlete doesn't mean anything. It just means you're good at sports. But I started looking into the into Lucille Ball's life and found that she came from a really miserable childhood setting. She was forced to live with her grandmother, who was such a misery that she used to allow no mirrors in the house except in the bathroom because she thought the vanity was a sin. She had no friends. She used to play in the chicken coop um, and literally make up imaginary friends there. And she learned to smile and make funny faces by making these funny faces in the reflection of trolley cars. And it's the great lesson of Lucille Ball's young life, but also the lesson of every episode of I Love Lucy, and it's that humor can take on anything. And I know we're supposed to tell people that, and we can tell our kids that, and we can tell our adult kids that, and I can tell my dad that. Like, listen, lighten up, take a joke. But to give them an example and tell them what Lucille Ball went through, that's what Heroes for My Son is designed to do, is to give you that example.
0: I love that story because, you know, you know, you and I were talking earlier. We, You've put stories in this book about, you know, about folks, things that they've done, but also some little known aspects of who they are. And, you know, was there any one or two that you'd looked at and, and just thought, wow, this really can't be true about them. I've got to go back and check. I mean, and you've also included Barack Obama in the book.
2: Yeah, you know, I included... Um To be clear, there are no politics in Heroes for My Son, no politics at all in the book. I have a Barack Obama and George H.W. Bush Sr. in the book, and and they're in there for very different reasons, not political reasons at all. Barack Obama's in there, not because of any political reason, but because I love the idea. It's one of the greatest parts of America that anyone can be president. It's one of the greatest parts of our country. You don't have to be the king. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be from a powerful family. Anybody can be president. and Barack Obama stands for that. So that's wonderful. George Bush is in the book, senior, the dad, because in World War II, he was one of our youngest pilots, and his plane was crashing, plummeting to the ocean. And as it was crashing, the amazing part was uh, he still turned the plane enough so that the slipstream did not press against the door so the two men that he was flying with could actually get out before he could. And as the plane was going down, he eventually jumped out himself, He banged his head on the way out, and he falls into the ocean. He's bleeding, he's vomiting, he's crying, and he's the only one who survives. And recently, I actually ran into former President Bush at this event I was at, and I gave him a copy of Heroes for My Son. And I sat there and watched as he read his own entry. And he said to me, you know, I still think of those guys who I was on the plane with. (sighs) And the idea that this man would sacrifice that and never tell everyone, never brag about it, never say I'm a hero and always keep it to himself, that's what a real hero is made of. It's a beautiful story, and I I want my son to hear that.
0: Well, and and there are so many things right now that we could certainly read about from what you've put in this book that, you know, transcends across generations. That's what I love about this. Even though your book, Brad, is called Heroes for My Son, you know, when I picked it up, I'm clearly not your son, and that's not what you meant. But this is a book for everyone, isn't it?
2: Um, It is a book for everyone. You know, I I don't love my son any more than anyone else loves their son or their father or their grandfather or their mom. Um, and what the book is given and what it's meant to be is a gift of love. And this isn't a book to me. This is my dream. It's my dream for the world. It's that dream to let people know of, of what they can do uh, when they put their mind to it, when they accept themselves for who they are, and when they actually love themselves for who they are. And I know that sounds a little new-agey, but it's just true. And in these stories, you know, Charlie Chaplin is in the book. And Charlie Chaplin, as an example, is, you know, he's a guy. We all know him. He's, he's the, the silent film star when I looked into his life, he comes from nothing. His mom was yeah. mentally ill, and his mom was so crazy, she used to bang on people's doors and say that she saw dead people. So they put her in an institution. They, the the government, government finally threw Charlie Chaplin um, into, a, uh, into a workhouse. And eventually, um, what was so amazing to me is Charlie Chaplin, when he made his first big movie and it came out, And he got his first big check. You know what the first thing he did was he bought a house Mm. and help for his mother. Mm -hmm. And that is a vital lesson that we should never forget. You take care of your mother. Yeah, exactly. You honor your mother always. And I said, I can tell my kid that. I can tell my dad that. I can tell him be good to his own mom. But to give him an example and show him that there's nothing more personal.
0: I really love that you have um, really taken time to to write a book that 's going to have the kind of ripple effect, and when we come back from break, I want to hear uh, from you what some of the responses have been from people. you know what is it that people look at when we when we when we think about our heroes, and is there is there someone that perhaps you had to include in the book after you wrote the book, maybe somebody that will be in Heroes for My Son, part two. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: He wants to rule the world, but can he on his own? First, he's gotta find his queen to share his golden throne.
6: Are you feeling stuck?
4: Did you know Gricot's yogurt is a much better source of calcium than milk is? One cup of yogurt contains 450 milligrams of calcium versus only 300 milligrams for the same amount of milk. Not only that, but the probiotic bacteria present in yogurt provides an ideal environment for calcium. Eat three servings of yogurt a day to help build and retain strong bones. For more information, visit GreekGutsYogurt.com and Analuke.com.
6: How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness.
3: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. when their spirits face to face. Then they can rule the world and heal the human race. Welcome
0: back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, certainly go ahead and go to our website, drpatlive.com. Please go ahead and do that. Uh, and for more information about Brad, we'll make sure we give you his website and information. Again, the book is Heroes for My Son, uh, available just about everywhere. Brad, what is the best place for people, again, to find information? Is it your website, com or... What do you know, you they suggest? can go to
2: actually heroesformyson.com also, Great. and the nice part of going to heroesformyson.com or on Facebook at Heroes for My Son is they can submit their own heroes. I love that. And you can submit, you know, your grandparents or or someone who was fighting cancer in your family or some military person in your in your background or in your family, and the stories that we're getting the ideas to hopefully use some of them in the next book that we're putting together. And I just love the idea that uh, people have so many heroes in their own lives. So if you go to heroesformysun you can can enter it as well.
0: I love that. You know, we've talked about the book a bit. And, you know, the book is called Heroes for My Son. I would, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when you actually presented this to your son. What was that like? Well,
2: you know, it was a moment that was eight years in the making. I've been working on the book for almost a decade and it, this is the moment, right? The moment I expected when I thought that rainbows would rain down from the sky because it was going to be such a perfect moment. And so now it's all quiet in the house. and this is it, right? I'm presenting the book, Heroes for My Son to My Son. It doesn't get more perfect than this. And my son doesn't care as he's flipping through it about. He doesn't care about Rosa Parks or Eleanor Roosevelt. He's like, where are the athletes? My son loves sports. And so he flips to a picture of Roberto Clemente, a famous baseball player for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who's not in the book for any baseball reason. He's in the book because there was an earthquake in Nicaragua, and Roberto Clemente sent over three plane loads of food and medicine to the victims there. And all three plane loads, the food and medicine was stolen and confiscated. So Clemente was so determined to get the fourth plane there to the victims that he said, I'm going to get on the fourth plane myself and make sure it gets there. And he gets on the plane. And the plane crashes in the ocean, killing everyone on board. And in that moment, uh, we realize Roberto Clemente isn't a hero because he died. He's a hero because of why he got on board. Now, I'm reading this with my son, waiting for him to tell me how inspired he is by this story. And instead, he looks at me and he says, Dad, this is sad. And now I'm terrified that my son is terrified. And I put the book aside the next night. I don't even take it out. My son comes racing into the room. He grabs the book himself. He jumps up on the bed and he says, who are we reading tonight? And I said, well, what about Roberto Clemente? And I said, he says, I like him. And I said, why? And he says, because he gave his life to save those people. And I realized in that moment that you can't teach the hero without teaching why you need the hero. And in my fear to protect my son, I didn't realize that he already had that strength within him. And that's exactly what the book is there for, to build on that strength that we already have inside ourselves. And it's just, as all parents know, Sometimes your best moments are complete and utter accidents. And I had stumbled into this one, but it was exactly what Heroes for My Son was written about.
0: That is uh, that is an amazing story. And, you know, it's really true, Brad. We don't think that uh, our children or our youth can handle certain things. Certainly, you know, that has been the case over the past two decades um, in the way we try to protect the young. But, boy, it's amazing once we realize as adults that they've got more within them than we think.
2: Yeah, and not only that. It, it, as adults we all have that within ourselves
0: there you go I mean, you
2: know that's the key thing we you know people always say oh we want this for our kids we want this for our kids you should want the great things for yourself too and you should prove to your kids of the greatness within all of us and it may be you know it doesn't have to be that you have to go out and save the world every day but you know what when you go into the bathroom and you're in the airport and you see the guy cleaning the toilets, look at him and say thanks for keeping it clean and that dumb little act of kindness will be so appreciated and will make you feel so good. I put that on our blog once and it was the most responded to thing I ever did. And all these people came back saying, wow, that was such a great moment. And I just think, you know what, we focus so much in our world on the negative negative. Let's bring back a little of the and remind ourselves that there's also good out there. Yes, there's a lot of bad, but there's also
4: good.
0: There is really. And I love what you just said, because for those of us that grew up in doing jobs like that, I shared a story with my listeners that at age 17, I was homeless. And, you know, when you're in a position where you have to do whatever you do, I had three jobs And I loved, I used to sell hot dogs from a little hot dog cart. And I remember why that was so gratifying. You know, it was important for me to know everybody's name. But boy, they were so grateful to get that dog. You know what I'm saying, Brad?
2: Uh, and listen, I used to scoop ice cream yeah. at Haagen-Dazs oh. for four friggin' years and if yeah. you were mean to me and you were a jerk, I would take my pinky finger oh, and no. I would break off the bottom of your cone <laughs> and then I would make sure that when you were 50 feet away, that cone was running down your face.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> then he's and, laughing. And,
2: and listen, that was for the people who were really obnoxious, those rich people who would come and snap their fingers and demand I wait on them. But I will tell you, if you know, my friend and I say it all the time. If you're nice to me and you're a jerk to the waiter, you're a jerk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Benny's like, yeah, he's all over. Don't it. mess with someone handling your food. No, you Period. don't. No, you don't. You Never don't want to do miss. That. Yeah, you don't. But you know, part of this is all of the lessons that we learn in lives and the steps that we take to really carve out. Um, the energy and the flow that we want to bring into the world, Brad. I mean, that's what you've done in this book for me. And even though it's heroes for my son, I loved reading the stories in here because it reminded me that, you know, the the show that we do, the Dr. Pat show, uh, and why we started to do it wasn't about, you know, doing this big audience reach. It was really about helping people. And we've never gotten away from that. This book and reading it, it made me smile, it made yeah. me smile.
2: But you know why? Because it reminded you of what's good.
0: It and you did. You see these
2: stories. You see these stories. You know, we tried to find, as, I, as I've been saying, we tried to find not just moments for great people, but we wanted to find the single moment that makes them great. And I think it's important to remember. You know, we turn. What happens is with heroes so often is we turn them into icons, but in the process, they don't become human beings anymore. And there's this great story in the book about Thomas about, about um, I'm sorry George Washington, and George Washington's in the book. And everyone knows, you know, go ask anybody, and they'll tell you George Washington's the first president. He's great. Being the first president doesn't make you great. It just makes means people voted for you. But what makes him great is the human moment is is and the story that's in the book. You know, every story in this book is a one page story. It's one page long. That's all you got to do is flip to it, and you get the story right there. And it's the moment. When the Revolutionary War is won and George Washington is the victor, he can be the king of America. He can be the most powerful man here. No one cares. They don't know what a president is yet. They'll make him the king. And the king of England, hearing and knowing George Washington, says, well, what's George Washington going to do now, now that he's won? And someone says to him, well, he's going home. He's going back to his farm. And he says, you tell telling me this guy has all this power? And he can do anything he wants, and he can be the king of America. He's going to go back to his farm. Yeah. And the king of England says if he does that, he'll be the greatest man in the whole world. Oh. And that's exactly what George Washington does, because he has faith in us as people. And I said, I want my son to know that. So you show me what someone gives up, and I'll show you the man.
0: I love it. Brad, thank you so much for joining us here today uh, and for reminding us that not only do we have heroes that we can look at and remind ourselves of the greatness that's possible, but thank you for reminding us that we have a hero within.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Pat.
0: Awesome book. Great stories. I can't wait for, is it going to be Heroes for My Son Part 2?
2: Uh, I'm actually working on the book for my next child. And okay. she comes into my office every day and she says, where's my book, dad? Where is it? You done with it? So she drives me harder than my own editor.
0: I love it. I can't wait. Thank you for the gar- Thank you for the sons and daughters. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more talk about heroes, maybe even avatars. We'll be right back.
3: Lights
5: go out and I can be seen I tried to swim around.